0: Dear listener, I'm recording this with such a heavy heart. I just got to know about the sudden demise of Sidra Jaffrey, who was the guest for the episode 73 of the show. Sidra lost her life today to the burn, injuries in a fire that broke out in her apartment. Sidra was a great person and... She never failed to astound people with her love and grace. My conversation with her on this podcast has helped me and a lot of listeners begin their self awareness journey. And for me personally, the episode opened up a lot of realizations. She had this beautiful gift to share with the world. The world lost a very special human being today. My thoughts and prayers are with her family. May God provide them the strength to deal with this unimaginable time of grief. Now I'm rebroadcasting my conversation with Sidra.
1: If you have a problem, just move. You are not a tree. You know, people think they are trees and they can—they have to live with the wrong decisions. You know, if they just made one wrong turn, now you have to live with that turn for the rest of your life. I I don't believe that. I really believe it's okay to make a bad decision, but it's not okay to live with that bad decision.
0: This is episode number 73 of The Inspiring Talk with energy healer Sidra Zafri. Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay I'm host for this show. Each week, I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. I have been asking questions to people on this podcast for over two years now, trying to understand their journey and know them, who they are as a person to make sense of their journey and connect the dots of why they became who they are. But last month, I realized I have never asked myself questions about why I behave the way I do, why I think the way I do, or where my beliefs about a lot of things in my life come from. I also realized majority of us never question our own beliefs and thought patterns. And probably some of those beliefs are not allowing us to propel forward in our life. And we continue to live what my guest for the day, Sidra Zafri calls a programmed life. A life that you did not consciously choose. The life that you are living with beliefs, behaviors and values that you developed as a result of your upbringing. Such as beliefs of your parents, society, education and so on. So finally when I questioned my own beliefs last month I had several realizations about my beliefs and thought patterns which I have never paid attention to earlier and I feel way more relieved and lighter to have those realizations because I could choose to let go of non supporting beliefs and replace them with more empowering ones and all of this started for me as a result of my interaction with Sidra Zafri and reading her best-selling book, The Awakening, Nine Principles for Finding the Courage to Change Your Life. Now, Sidra is an international keynote speaker who travels extensively to share her insights on awakening principles, highly successful energy healer and founder of School of Awakening, a global online school and consciousness hub. Sidra runs her retreat called Soul Spa around the world to help people shift the issues holding them back and transforming lives of many in areas such as wealth, relationships and overall well-being of their physical, mental, emotional and spiritual self. On this episode, Sidra demonstrates how you can let go of your non-supporting thoughts and replace them with empowering one using her highly effective tool called ABC or Access Your Body's Consciousness. We also talk about power of asking questions to yourself, how you can raise your awareness and a lot more. Without further ado, let me welcome Sidra Zafri Welcome back inside this episode my friend we have Sidra Zafri joining all the way from UK today Sidra thank you so much for your time welcome to the show
1: Thank you so much for having me my absolute pleasure
0: Yeah so Sidra I have heard you speak back in 2014 when I was just getting started with my personal transformation journey and I remember listening to you and uh, telling to myself that she is so authentic and speaks from her heart and her aura is so warm and uh, filled with love and here we are five years later uh, having this conversation so thank you so much once again for being on the show so thank you
1: so much i'm really enjoying this because you actually picked up on the, the very thing that is the most important in any connection, which is the aura and the warmth. So thank you for picking it up.
0: Thank you so much for spreading that. And um, I, I'm, I'm so excited to be sharing the same aura and you know the loving vibe that you spread wherever you go with my listeners as well. And I'm sure they will be able to feel that throughout the conversation that we're going to have. I think the good place to start this conversation would be by talking about self-worth. The whole journey of awakening for you started as a result of a phase in your life where you were not feeling enough, where Mm -hmm. you were not feeling that you were not loved enough or you were not worthy enough. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this could relate to that particular feeling. So take us there and talk about that phase of life and we'll go more deeper into dissecting the feelings and where does those feelings comes uh, you know from so first take us back into that phase of your life and talk to us about uh, what was it like being on that moment
1: if i tell you the honest truth would you believe me
0: absolutely
1: so i had the opposite of self uh, worth issues believe it or not because mm-hmm. the background i come from it was a very community based environment where everybody was always talking to everybody if your mom is not there then some auntie will look after you and nanny's there and chachi's there so the in maybe it's my generation but in my days self-esteem was only thing was for girls really was how good look how good is your color mm-hmm. and how good are you if that makes sense yeah so that's that's why i did not really question my self esteem the thing that really believe it or not that really awakened me was when i when i was when i had everything you know i literally by the grace of god had everything and i was sitting there and i was looking at my life and i was thinking why am i here like every single day literally is the same day every weekend is the same weekend just with different people and every year we're doing the same thing and that really broke me in a way that I actually thought that I have got my happy moment. I've got really nice kids. I've, I've got a really nice career. I am living in a brilliant country. Everything is well, but all is in the well. You know, that, that mm-hmm. un, undefinable feeling of restlessness that I'm in some other country. Uh, and uh, even though everyone's loving and kind and caring here, but uh, everyone's busy really, really mm-hmm. busy. And that really shook me. And I realized, wow, you know, we really are uh, on the verge of self-destruction because when when we are going to the moon and we're mining the moon and we are unable to realize why babies are being born with brain tumors and why we have mental disorders. So there's something is really missing. That's when I realized, I think it's the awakening to the inside out life, that is really missing from us inside out life is transparent it's real there's no hiding there's no shame there's understanding there's respect and uh, Mm -hmm. that's what got me on this journey so my journey of awakening had funnily enough nothing to do with self-esteem and self-worth it it was to do with love and Mm -hmm. uh, not that i'm not loved but i'm loving everybody but no one's loving themselves Mm. And that was my real war. I always say to people, "My, our war is not with enemies. Our war is with friends who have become their own enemies."
0: So, so yeah, go ahead.
1: Now I'm saying that's what I personally feel. As an unconditional love is a vibration, which is which is not an emotion. It's not expectation. It's just a sense of beingness, which allows you to just be a good person. Uh, you know, we are trying to be a good businessman and a relationship counseling and this counseling and that counseling. I think just be a human first, understand why God gifted this earth and awaken to the gift that we have. Then we appreciate and respect Then look at the doom and gloom that's predicting can actually go away if we awaken.
0: I want to take a step back and we are going to get details of the awakening and we are going to go into the principles of awakening as well but for somebody to even realize that there is some sort of void or some sort of realization or emotions that's playing within ourselves we need to have that awareness right so could you put it in simple terms for people who might be listening? And um, and the reason that I'm asking for you to put it in simple terms, terms is because there might be a lot of listeners who would be listening to the concepts that you're going to talk about for the first time in their life. So um, so could you please break down what is awareness and how can one improve their self-awareness? Where, where do they begin their journey? So
1: awareness is what you know. And the the beginning of this journey is that the map of what you know is not the entire world. This is your universe. And you are living, your universe is part of everybody else's world. So awareness is having an understanding that you are not alone. That is the journey will begin. Then if you're not alone, then who is around you? Then you ask quality question. Then mm-hmm. most people, when they ask questions, they look their parents around them. And the first time when a baby hears the voice, they subconsciously associated, associate that voice with the God's voice. And I have a feeling that collectively this not good enough feeling, this not worthy enough feeling. It's a it's a misunderstanding from us coming to earth and thinking it's a forbidden apple but really it was the first apple in the garden of eden that was born out of love so what i'm trying to say that the awakening is really about having that understanding that a you are you are you have a self you are not it you have a self you know that's why science has been able to divide it into parent self adult self in a child self, I say mother, father, and God self. And once you recognize that there is a mother in you which is always looking to nurture you, there is a father in you that's always looking to guide you, and there's a part of you that is creating this experience here.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a powerful uh, way to put that, and I'm, I'm still trying to process that. So there's there's a mother in you, there's a father. In you and there's a you who is trying to get the experience. I think that's a,
1: creating yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a beautiful way of uh, putting that. And um, going back to what we've discussed a bit, uh, you know, and one of the things that you have said as well about this self-worth and um, and you know feeling of sense of lack or mm-hmm. fear or any of those beliefs uh, and you know that we have and on your book throughout the book you discuss this and. Um, and, and all of these sort of let's say insecurities about ourselves or mm. the fears or the blockages that you have in our life and mm. you say that that comes from the cellular memories or and and these memories stay is a as fragments what you call right so could you share what are those fragments and uh, people have always been telling like brain is the you know is is it one of organ that carries memories but now we are talking about the cellular memories that each cell carries the memories of the event or trauma or or any incident that has happened in the past so could you share what are those fragments and why it is important for someone to understand this if they want to get unstuck in their life and move forward
1: okay so i'll give you have you heard of that theory pablo's dog theory mm-hmm.
0: where yes. Yep. where there's, mm-hmm. a,
1: there's uh, they rang a bell and they will give the dog this food. and they will mm-hmm. ring a bell and give the food. and then they realize that the bell is as soon as the bell is rung, that the dog decides or the the dog is salvating. That's exactly what memory remembrance or recalling looks like in the real world that the saliva in the dog's memory uh, did not know the food is here or in the mouth or not as soon as the bell rang it started to salivate because it thought the food is here and that's what core memories are they are your membrane that helps you reference and save time in consciousness know, how many times do you pop a balloon once? Once a balloon is popped, it's popped, right? You Mm -hmm. don't try and reconstruct that balloon and do it. So so what what you do with those pieces of the balloon, you put it in your cells and you divide them into different, different pockets of core memories, we call it. And the core memories are only five. You know, Mm -hmm. a love is a core memory. Uh, Your uh, uh, fear is a core memory. Your sadness is a core memory. Disgust is a core memory. So what are the core memories? When you have these core memories, once it happens, it creates an imprint in your brain. And then next time, even if your brain feels threatened that this is going to happen again, it's zzz, like a destruction in the memory Mm -hmm. and scrambles the idea of even going there. And that's why I call it ABC, because anybody can understand and go down the memory lane and ask quality question about their belief system, about their laziness, about their fear, anything that they want to find out the answer. They can ask themselves this question, say, hey, what part of me is creating this in my life right now?
0: So now you are talking about putting those fragments together and probably replacing those memories that you have with the more empowering ones, right? Yes, So yes, yes. Could you go in detail and talk more about um, this process, what you call ABC, right? Access your own body's consciousness and how it can probably help in somebody replace those Uh, you know limiting or maybe let's say memories that is not empowering with the more empowering ones
1: Mm. so can i give you a demonstration shall i absolutely wonderful i would love that so tell me what's your biggest fear
0: all right so my biggest fear hmm i have to think um now
1: this, that's so the beautiful ma- thing about fears. Fears mm-hmm. don't live in our conscious memories.
0: Mm-hmm. Fears
1: live in our trigger memories. Mm-hmm. And so does anger. So tell me what makes you angry the most.
0: Um, let's say when I want to do or achieve something and when I'm not doing it or putting enough efforts uh, on making it happen, and probably that's what probably make me angry.
1: angry. And what's that feeling that makes you angry?
0: Um The feeling of not accomplishing something.
1: Not accomplishing. Okay. So if you could close your eyes and take a deep All breath. Right. In. Now tell me if that feeling of not accomplishing could live in your body, that, that anger, that feeling. Where do you see sense or imagine it that it lives in your body?
0: So I can feel that on my shoulder.
1: take all your attention, all your awareness onto your shoulder and tell me what number is that feeling between 0 and 10? 10 being it's really intense and 0 being it's nothing there.
0: I think it's somewhere around 5 or 6.
1: Does it have any color?
0: Mm, Is that red?
1: Red, okay. And does it have any shape? Circle. Circle, okay. And the texture, can you feel any? Is it a feeling there? Is it an emotion there?
0: I think it's a bit of a feeling there. Beautiful kind feeling. of a tickling or something.
1: Tickling. So allow that red number five energy to leave your body. So it's spiraling out, it's spiraling out. It's leaving your body. and is standing in front of you, the person mm-hmm. as a person. If that okay. frustration, not accomplishment, if that feeling could look like somebody, who would you think it would look like?
0: So should I name a person or?
1: Yeah, in your mind's eye, that red feeling number five, it's come out Mm -hmm. from the back of your shoulder. It's come out now in front of you and it's personified. Can you see, sense anybody or anything?
0: Okay. So I can.
1: I'm asking you. Hmm.
0: Uh So yeah, I can see a person standing in front of me.
1: Okay, is it a male figure or a female figure?
0: A male figure.
1: Is it you or somebody else? Uh, I think it's me. Is it a younger you or older you?
0: Uh, I think it's younger me.
1: And how old is that younger you?
0: 23.
1: Where did that number come from? How does it look? How how does he look? How does he feel, this 23-year-old you?
0: How does, sorry, what was that?
1: This this 23-year-old you that you said 23, Mm -hmm. how does it look? How does it feel, this 23 year old you? If it could speak to you, what would it say? Mm. Okay. Could it speak to you? What would it uh,
0: say? Um uh, it's not.
1: It's not speaking to you?
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: that's okay, relax. If you could speak to this twenty did something happen when you were twenty-three?
0: Hmm. Not really something that I can remember.
1: But the number came from you, right?
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to make sense of why that 23 came out.
1: That's fine. If you could speak to that 23 number and just imagine wherever the 23 came out, this other conversation will come out as well. So if you ask, okay, what does it mean and how does it represent? What would it say?
0: It's just blank. (laughs)
1: And if you could speak to it, what would you say? Go away. So I'm going to say some words, you repeat after me. okay? Yeah, yeah. Say to that space, thank you. Thank you. For being there in my shoulders.
0: For being there on my shoulders.
1: I don't know why you are there.
0: I don't know why you are there.
1: I don't remember.
0: I don't remember.
1: What happened when we were 23?
0: What happened when we were 23?
1: The good news is.
0: The good news is.
1: We don't need to know.
0: We don't need to know.
1: Everything that was in the past.
0: Everything that was in the past.
1: Is in the past.
0: Is in the past.
1: So with love.
0: So with love. I release. I release.
1: This consciousness.
0: This consciousness.
1: Of. Of. Of red. Of red. Feeling of in accomplishment.
0: Feeling of in-accomplishment.
1: I release it. I release it. And replace it.
0: And replace it.
1: With eternal contentment.
0: With eternal contentment.
1: If contentment had a color, what color would it be? Green. Green. Is it a warm feeling or a cold feeling?
0: It's a warm feeling.
1: So imagine that green warm feeling. Mm -hmm. You're breathing it in. And you breathe out.
0: All right. All
1: right. Again, take one breath in again. And out. Tell me how does your body feel?
0: It feels much lighter.
1: Wonderful. That's what ABC actually does. It allows you to stop the noise out from the outside and go and listen to the whispers of your soul from the inside. And the questioning technique and the nine principle are actually like a framework to help you move from one identity center to anyone that you choose to pick.
0: What we have just done is very powerful. So, um, Shida, can you just, you know, break down what we have just done for the understanding of listeners who have been listening to us? Um, so w- how does this process work? And what is, what are the, if, if you have to break it down on the steps of what we have done, uh, what would those steps be?
1: So the steps are very simple. It can be as simple as the palm of your hand. Step one is identify. First, you don't know what you don't know, meaning you have to identify. If it's a pain, it's happening in the physical body. There must be an emotion attached to it. If it's an emotion, but you can't find a home, it's like an anxiety or fear. So it, there must be a body location there, uh, which is you don't know about. So you identify it in your body. That's what we did. We said, okay, if that feeling of in accomplishment, you know, when you wanted to do, where would it live? You said in the shoulder. So we identified it. Then we said, okay, acceptance. What is it saying? Nothing. Does it want anything? No. We accepted whatever that feeling was saying. Then, mm-hmm. we, then we released it. How we release it? We just let it go. What did we say? We say, I don't know why you are there. I don't know what will happen, but I choose to release you. So once we released it, the third step, then it's important to have the fourth one, which is replacement, because nature Mm. fills the void, right? Yeah. So we said, okay, if we are releasing this feeling, what are we replacing you with? I said contentment. So if you are frustrated and you are like critical on yourself, then if Mm -hmm. you are flip it, who are people who are not self-critical or frustrated? The content Mm -hmm. people, people who are contented. And that's why you chose contentment. So we replace that feeling with content and the celebration or integration is the breathing in of all the consciousness.
0: Thank you so much for driving this whole thing and uh, letting me experience firsthand from you. Um, so I think that, that's just very powerful. And you, and um, what are the different, let's say, cases or scenarios where people can um, use this? One is obviously like the feeling uh, that I had, which I shared right here, mm. or um, or what are the other things that probably people can use this ABC, or access your body consciousness technique for?
1: So thank you. they can they can they can use it literally for anything because it's it's a way to access your body's consciousness. You can insert consciousness of wisdom, power, love, abundance, or you can release uh, consciousness from your body of let's say self-loathing or self criticism. For me personally, ABC by the grace of God has helped uh, de- people with depression, with bone marrow cancer, with all sorts of, I would say, challenges. And it's also helped some young children who are using ABC to improve their grades, you know, children who are using the colors, uh, i sorry, to improve their handwriting. So I I would say the scope of ABC is very range and anybody who can actually understand the linguistics of anything can read the consciousness of their bodies.
0: Whether that's some emotions that you feel which is leaving you stuck and I think the whole idea of ABC is about not holding the emotions that's holding you back but rather than acknowledging their presence in your body and then letting them go And then replace the same emotions, as you said, and it just fills the void and replace with more empowering one that will help you move forward. I think that's a very, very powerful uh, technique, you know, for people to practice and uh, not feel stuck anymore in their life.
1: Thank you. Exactly. You know how Jim Rohn says, if you have a problem, just move. You're not a tree. You know, people Mm. think they are trees and they can have to live with the wrong decisions. You know, if they just made a one wrong turn, now you have to live with that turn for the rest of your life. I I don't believe that. I really believe it's okay to make a bad decision, but it's not okay to live with that bad decision.
0: Superb. So... Now, I want to just switch the gears and probably talk about the principles that you have put in a book. And um, and I, I'm not sure if you remember the conversation that we had last month where I was saying, Sidra, I don't know what the whole awakening principle is about. And what is it? Uh, what does it mean probably to go deeper and look within yourself to find answers to your most burning questions? But I must thank you for this beautiful, beautiful book that you have written, The Awakening. Um, and, you know, it has helped me tremendously in understanding a lot of patterns that I was going through in my own life. And, uh, um, and uh, you know, before we started recording this conversation, I was uh, sharing with you how, the you know, I had some of the realizations after reading the book and just by implementing the first principle of your book. Um, and, and, you know, as you have beautifully created these nine principles as, acronym of awakening and so I mean before we get into the principles how do you define awakening for somebody let's say who is just uh, l- hearing this for the first time
1: um that's a very good question for me I would define awakening as awareness believe it or not it's when you realize what is there that is kind of waking up awakening it's like waking up that would be the simply simplest version of awakening. What happened? I just woke up. I just saw something that I didn't see before.
0: To add to that, I I still have another question, and I think that, um, and and being aware of something, for example, let's say emotion of being angry, it's very simple to be aware of the emotion when you are feeling angry, and it's just simple to realize that what am I feeling right now is anger or what am I feeling right now and acknowledging that it's super simple but still why we fail to be aware of the emotions when they're happening like is there something yeah
1: yeah it's because we fail to understand why anger is actually happening because there's a reason for everything so anger is just a sign of disappointment where where the anger is oh i expected something and that didn't happen and if you're unable to surrender to the situation then you become angry you know the more situation is out of control the more angry a person feels so i have a feeling the anger is a result of not being able to let go of the control and then taking our disappointment out on other people
0: Yeah, so just being aware about your emotions shifts a lot of things for you. And that's something that it took me a while to realize. But, um, you know, whether that's taking, you know, control of my emotions and, uh, you know, or whether that's being angry or whether that's any other form of emotions which is not serving you and just being aware of the fact that what I'm feeling right now is anger and I should and why am I feeling anger? And then, you know, and then you start asking the questions and which is yes. exactly the first principle of your book, right? Ask quality, quality questions, questions, which Get is it. which is so empowering. And, you know, as I was telling you earlier that I have been asking questions to people on this podcast for over two years and trying to peel the layers of them and understand who they are as human. And then when, re- and after reading your book, I have realized that I have never stopped to ask questions to myself. And then when I did that last week, believe me or not, I came with 10 more questions for that one particular question that I asked myself. And I think wow. one particular question led to 10 other questions. And then and that those 10 questions came with a lot of realizations. And this is very important. And the, the point that I'm trying to highlight here for my listeners is to start asking yourself the questions. And mm-hmm. Shidra will now I, I would now would like to uh, you know go more in depth of what do you mean when you say quality questions and probably you want to give some examples of what are the quality questions um, you know related to some situation or with some examples.
1: Yes sure first you know one of my favorite saying is the quality of our life is directly dependent uh, in the quality of our questions that we ask ourselves and others and uh, as you said, the examples would be if some things like, for example, you were working on a great project and uh, you went out and you came home and your laptop is missing and it had all of your two two years of worth or three years of your material. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that event comes into your awareness, what do you say or ask that's your, we call it your default knee-jerk response. And most of the time, when something like that happens, they go to that negative re- response and think, why me? Why? Mm. Why has this happened, God? Why? And then an infinite box of reasoning of because you're not good-looking, because you're not fair enough, because you don't have this, because you're asking the reason for your failure in question Mm. so as a result you will obviously get the answers for your failures because that's what you ask: why did I fail Mm. so that would be a question to ask when you have done your best and in your absolutely uh, a capacity you have done it uh, then you ask the question why and and for what purpose? Because a lot of time we just ask why, but we don't ask what purpose. So another better question: When you somebody says, "Hey, I want this," why? And then you say, "For what purpose?" What is what is the purpose that you wanting things? Because you know, six terabytes of information go across the globe, and uh, human species are literally overdosing on in indispensable, you know, food. So my intention is, instead of creating new things, why don't we find the lost and forgotten gems, which because of the time, they are no longer valid or cool. You know, go back to the original ways of being. You know, African people used to say Ubuntu. Oh, that means I am because we are. And the awakening's real essence is actually we. Because mm. when you change all the I, turn all the illness into wellness when you just change one alphabet from I to E, you know, from wellness to wellness. And that's what true awakening is. True awakening is understanding that your body is like an entire universe. And just like a teacher cannot teach a classroom which is disturbing your body. Parts cannot function when when your body parts are not listening to each other. If your heart is sending a signal out uh, to your brain saying, don't make the leg move. And the other part of you is saying, no, but I want to move. That's when all the mutiny happens and everything goes haywire. So my way of ABC is not only connect the consciousness of what you are feeling, but also connect the consciousness of your own subconscious mind, your own superconscious mind, you know, have this collective group of consciousness, pool of information that you can seek guidance from because I feel everyone must have their own uh, board of advisors, which is their part of their consciousness that is giving them insight on their blind eye.
0: Now, looking at the awakening principle, and obviously we uh, would not definitely be able to go into details of each of the nine principles. But can you quickly, uh, you know, summarize the awakening principles uh, for for the listeners, um, and so that they get a feel of what the whole awakening journey looks like?
1: Sure. So let's begin with the way when we said, okay, what happens when you pop a balloon? You become aware. Then you realize your uh, body parts are not just rough; they are actually and centers nine chakra centers so imagine that your central spine has chakras and it has a in the base chakra and it says hey ask quality question and then you say why because you have to work on you that's the next the sacral one said why do i have to work on myself because you should know that awareness is the key to everything and say then you go to the solar plexus that is awareness is the key now you got the key say hey what do i do with this key Then you go into the heart, that is knowing versus owning, because your heart is the only judgment parameter that can tell you if this is true or not. That's why the wisdom center of the heart, heart math says your heart is a lot more powerful wise than your brain. Then after the heart, you open up the key from knowing versus owning. When you owned all the information, you go into the throat, you realize, hey, no judgment, There's a freedom of speech. I can't judge anybody and there's nobody to judge. That's what your uh, throat says. Actually, I lie. After K, which is knowing versus owning, you enter into, uh, and uh, everything is energy. I'm so sorry. My E and I are mixed. On your throat, it is, everything is energy. So you opened up knowing versus owning. You owned the space. And then you realize, oh, everything is energy. You can say and speak anything because everything is everything. Then you go into your third eye and you realize, oh, even though everything is energy, but still there is no judgment. I have to Mm -hmm. use my discernment. So when you go into your vision eye and you realize, oh, there's no judgment, but if I don't judge anything, that I will be, then I will be in the abyss of nothingness. So in order for me to actually live in this dimension, I have to use discernment. I have to have choices. So now in the vision center, you have got choices. And that choices brings you to the next principle, which says it takes one to see one. That's your choices mm-hmm. pool. That's the fragmentation of the consciousness. That you decide to divide yourself in different different pockets, we call it shadow self. And then once you have integrated that, you you go into the eighth principle, which is nothing is missing. You realize, hey, it takes one to see one. I've I've got everything within me. Some parts I can see, some parts I can't see, which means nothing is missing. Once you open the area of nothing is missing, you realize, oh, if nothing is missing here, what do I do? I must grow, I must evolve. And that's when mm-hmm. growth is in- inevitable comes into play, because every rosebud must come a flower, you know. Every acorn must be a beautiful oak tree. Same with humans, that every young mind must be uh, encouraged and nourished to be something great.
0: And that's beautiful, and uh, um, you know that's just a glimpse of the timeless wisdom that Sidra has put together on her book, The Awakening. And I have completed reading this book, and I must tell you guys how much information and insight is there. And this book is truly transformative. And especially if you are, if you are feeling that you are stuck, whether that's in your relationship, or whether you feel that you are not enough, or whether you feel that you are stuck on your, um, you know, finances, or um or any areas of the life, these nine principles help you realize why you are operating those programs or where those programs even come from. And there are a lot of meditation and practices and daily practices, a lot of them are there on the book. And I highly, highly recommend. I absolutely love the book. So um, Sidra, we have already, you know, went into detail of the ask quality questions. I want to get into detail of one more principle and which I think is very, very uh, important as well. And something that we have discussed earlier is awareness is the key, which is the third principle of your book, right? Mm -hmm. And so how can being aware of the certain emotions or aspects of our life help us in moving forward in your life or on the awakening journey. Maybe you want to go in a bit depth of uh, this particular principle.
1: Yes, awareness is the key meaning be aware of everything. It's like awareness is knowing how much time it takes you to cross a road And what is the time difference between the cars that are coming? If you're not aware of the length or the time it takes you, then you will miss and it will be a case of hit and run. Mm. You understand? So awareness is the key which unlocks the door of observation. So observation is, I feel, one of the first important quality on the journey of awakening that will really help everybody because when you are observing yourself you're not too attached to your own identity so if somebody says to you hey you look like a donkey you won't sit and cry and because you are aware what a donkey actually looks like and you are not that but imagine if you are a beautiful beautiful let's say a bird and somebody has never seen a bird and they will say oh this is a pigeon and then you start believing Mm -hmm. yourself that you are a pigeon that's why observation is very important in awareness, that you ask always, what else is possible? What else is possible? Who else is there? Because uh, observation and awareness helps you to stay humble. You, If you are not in observation, otherwise you will feel, oh, I'm not good enough because there's no one uglier than me. Or if you are the other way around, you will say, I'm the best. There's no one better than me and both sides mm-hmm. are the dangerous sides so it's just enough is the best way
0: so just be aware of yes. your emotions yes. to everything okay. that's going yes. around you
1: be aware and observe example if you're driving a car and suddenly somebody honked the horn and you you have this anxiety coming up to you that you want to feel like cursing that person just observe and say is this anger coming from me or someone just uh, honking the tremor? Because that's what happens. Our fear, our anxiety, they are electronic circuits. They are wires mm-hmm. in our body. And any kind of loud noise or any, you know, like a little baby, when they hear mm-hmm. a loud noise, they just, they just, just this tremor, you know, how they just get up. The same happens into our internal nervous system, that when it's too much loud noises, the internal DNA, cellular memories, communication, it breaks down. You know, when it breaks down, then the immune system goes down. That's why if you notice in the awakening chapters, they are always recommending silence, always recommending meditation, always recommending writing, These are the ways to release those stuck and stagnated uh, observational threats that you are aware of it, that your child has gone out or some car goes out there and you don't know what's gonna happen. So instead of just mulling over and keeping that worry inside, you just write it out or you just sound it out. Because fear is real. If you keep saying, no, 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 all is okay, all is okay, but deep down you have a fear, That's when the problems will happen. But if you understand consciously that I know this is not real, but my mind is making it so. So please help me overcome or transcend this door.
0: And I think that's a very powerful one because it keeps piling up. And then that eventually, you know, manifest is something one thing or the other on your body right exactly. and because
1: exactly so if somebody asks you what is the size of the you know what is the weight of the coffee mug that you are holding the correct mm-hmm. answer would be it depends on how long i'm holding it because the longer you mm-hmm. hold thing the, the the more heavier it becomes So, same with energy. The longer you're carrying that memory, that information, the harder it is to access it. Especially if it's a guilt memory, if it's a shameful memory, if it's something that you would rather not tell anybody, you bury it in your heart. And that's the memories that carried forward to your children become the genetic coding. And that's why I feel the the genes, um, which are really, really the crux of all form we have to really be aware of the conscious genetic information that we are saying to our children you know a lot of time mothers say these things money is not grown on the trees or father says who do you think you are these words literally go in like a like a you know like a script in a child's Mm -hmm. mind and they start to lift that they start to believe in that and that's where the problem is that we are not even aware of our own words we are not even aware of what we have been saying to ourselves and i feel the word observation is not an observation for everybody else but how am i looking what's my character what's my behavior what's my personality and what's my attitude because if if you can if you truly want to live an awakened life you you only have to work on four things and that's your own personality, your own character, your own behavior, and your own attitude. Mm. If you work on these four things, and that's what nine principles does, they help you to work on your personality, to help develop an attitude of a champion. I
0: want to ask you one more question before we go for the enlightening round. And um, so you talk a lot about manifesting dreams, and Correct. and I'm sure you do uh, practice yourself. So. How do you manifest your dream or um give give something that people listening to this uh, can implement right from today on uh, you know manifesting the dreams or the goals that they have in their life?
1: Personally, for me, my favorite way of manifesting dreams is silence and praying. Because mm-hmm. if you really want to materialize something, tell it to nobody but only to God. And then every day st- keep talking to God and reminding God instead of reminding people you know how we remind subordinates have you done this have you done that have you i allocate a part of me to god's voice and say god have you done this god have you done that and Mm -hmm. i say nothing to nobody and it just materializes because god never misses any god never misses so that's why i don't even try anybody else i said when look at tirupati mandir and Mm -hmm. it's the biggest biggest you know exchange of business and i realized all these spiritual people or conscious people their best business partner is god you know they mm-hmm. say god you make my business grow and i will give you this and you go to mosque you go to church you go to synagogue you everywhere you go there is an exchange there is a light exchange that is happening and you look around and you find these religious centers and hubs are the best platform to do business with god and then when that got corrupted, the spirituality started. <laughs> right? Can yeah. you see this? I say to people, uh, religious people blame everything on Satan. Spiritual people blame everything on ego.
0: <laughs>
1: and mm-hmm. our people say everything is on light because everything is energy. That's us.
0: Now, Sidra, it's time for the enlightening round. Are you ready for this?
1: Yes, yes.
0: So what inspires you to do everything that you do?
1: My love... For children.
0: Which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey? Mm,
1: Hug 20 seconds a day. One hug 20 seconds. Every day.
0: That's so beautiful. Could you share a book or two that has influenced you personally in the recent past, obviously other than
1: yours? Yes. Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. That's one of my absolute favorite um, and I really, really recommend a conversation with gods. I don't know if it's gods or not, but it's gone by Neil Donald Walsh.
0: Neil Donald, yep.
1: I really, I I really respect these two books.
0: If you were to start this journey all over again, what are those three things that you think uh, you would have done differently?
1: I would screamed a little less. Um, uh-huh. I would, uh, I would listen a little bit. More quicker because I think uh, because of my stubbornness I it takes me a lot to be convinced if that makes sense so I sometimes you pay for the price after you not listened or heard the first time so I Mm -hmm. wish I had heard sooner and uh, the third one I would say that uh, I wish that uh, everybody experiences the same journey as I did
0: Super. I have one last question left for you. But before that, if people would like to reach out to you or know more about your work, what would be the best possible way to reach out to you?
1: It's a Zoom platform and the number, it's a Zoom platform number. It's a direct join a meeting number, 352-367-242. It's an online platform and it's a flow People can join an Awakening Book Club is happening where people are, ABC Corner is running. There are people who are living the book and teaching in meditations in in Calcutta, in Chennai. We have people who are delivering the ABC to young audiences of uh, 14 to 21 years old. So all are coming together on this flow, just our gift to the light of the divine. Anybody who is looking for a sound A good sound, a conscious sound, they can join us on Zoom Flow anytime.
0: Superb. I'll just link that up on the description of this episode. Now, Sidra, here's the last question for you. Imagine that you are standing and you do a lot of speaking gigs, and imagine that you are standing on this stadium. Mm. And this one is the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world. Mm. And there are a millions of people on that stadium eagerly and passionately waiting to listen to your message and you have been given only one minute of the time to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life what would be your message
1: my message is that Always focus on bones in life. Always pick a funny bone. Whenever you're picking any, there are three types of bone. There's a wishbone that gives you the desire to dream. There's a backbone that gives you the ability, the stamina to grow through life. And then there's a funny bone that allows you to laugh at everything and find comedy in all of tragedy. And I wish and I pray that every single one of us at least have one bone with us where that's a funny bone always keep your funny bone with yourself then you'll never be alone
0: it has been phenomenal having this conversation with you Sidra thank you so much for your time
1: my absolute pleasure thank you
0: theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 73 73 I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode with Sidra if you did make sure that you share this episode with your friends and family I'm sure this piece of information can transform their lives. You can access all the links to resources mentioned on this episode by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 7373. If you haven't subscribed to this show, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and do it right now. And finally, don't forget to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the red BJ Speaks and let me know what you think about this show. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.